Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to episode... 32. Doesn't even matter at this point. No. 32 and final one, or 32 and... (laughs) Who knows? Now that this ice storm goes any longer, it might be the final one. (laughs) We made it through the COVID lockdown and then a couple of days in the ice storm. And I'm like, fuck, when are you going out again? I guess I should have started this. Welcome from the frozen tundra of Texas. How often do I get to string those words together? We made it through the ice storm of 2022. Snowmageddon. No, we didn't get any snow. It was just straight ice. You had to deal with me for two whole days in the house. Yeah, because the gym was shut down. You didn't know what to do. But in front of our house, there is a little pond area in our road because there's no drainage ditches. And so I saw kids ice skating. I know you didn't look outside because you were upset that you couldn't even go outside. But yeah, no, kids were ice skating. I should have gone outside in my pajamas and my robe like an old man. You little bastards, get off my lawn. Only if you would have threw the cigar. It Was it a cigar or a cigarette at the... <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. I'm not even sure where you're going with this. What is it? The Grimswald? Gr- what? Who are the, you know, uh, the vacation one? Griswolds. A, yeah. <laughs> where Uncle Eddie goes out there. Cousin Eddie. Whatever. <laughs> I don't even give a fuck. Shitter's full. <laughs> is that who you're comparing me to? Yes. Jesus, tap in Christ. <laughs> Because you know I have one of those hats. I would make you wear it on your bald head. I would wear it. I don't know why you haven't broke it out yet. You would not wear it. Yes, I would. That's that's something weird to call me. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story when I first became divorced and was dating a younger girl? She took me in Hot Topic and I was buying some stuff, which I was, what, 30-ish then? And, and the young girl behind the counter was like, you're hot for an older guy. So my little date's like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of digging this. And she's like, yeah, you remind me of that one guy. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, who? She was like, that guy that's married to Angelina Jolie. <laughs> For fuck's sake. She just compared me to Sling Blade. <laughs> I like mustard with my biscuits. <laughs> I wasn't near as flattered after she said that. That's what you get for dating someone so young. Mm-hmm. I like the way you talk. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so what else have we been doing? Getting ready for this fucking trip. I don't think you've been doing anything but laying on the couch. Why, I have been going through my clothes and outfits and everything else. We still have five whole days and you're already packed. What the fuck? Because I have a lot of shit I've got to do in four days. I'll wait till the five hour mark and then start packing. I know. That's what you do. And then you panic when you want me to do stuff. So I have to count your packing in one of my days. All these wives understand what I'm talking about. How is it we're going on a nude cruise and we have five suitcases? Are you smuggling midgets on the trip with us? I do not have any little people, new. No. Oh, they like the word term, little people? Yes. I'm not even dressing up on one of my favorite themes. Fairies night? Yes. And I was going to break out the gnome outfit. I know. I was going to make you wear a gnome, and then I was going to wear some little fairy ears. I might have a costume like that. I've got some Spock ears. Does that count? Pretty much, yeah. It's the same thing. Spock wasn't a fucking fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You insult me. He has little pointy ears. Yeah. 
Because he's Vulcan. You, he's not a fairy. What do you think elves have? Elves and fairy have pointy ears. Don't compare your shit to Star Trek, lady. He, he probably was like an elf, but was just like a um, future version. Vulcans are like the higher intelligence life form of the universe. Why yes. are you can, Oh, fuck's sake. And they are very smart. Elves and pixies and... Have, have you seen an gnomes? elf or pixie build a transport? Or go to space? Do you know much about, about them? I choose we're not gonna, to. We're going to have to get into to. this. Wait. I have told you these stories about how they are. You did way too many mushrooms as a child. Well, we're not going to get into that this episode. <laughs> no, this is going to be a hallucinogen-free episode. Yes. Anyways, there's a lot of dress-up nights, and so... And for this to be a last-minute trip, we're doubly hustling to try to get everything ready. Yes. So what are you looking forward to the most on this upcoming cruise? Probably the flamingo pool party. <laughs> Which, that's, which that's unfortunately was not one. run by us. Yeah. That's yeah, going to be the easiest we, one for me. What are we going to wear for this? <laughs> this could be a struggle. Between the shit we've bought and the things people have sent us, we are flamingo heavy at this household. But we were before. We were tacky before we chose this name. <laughs> yeah, go figure. You know what? If, if we didn't have to go on a cruise ship for a flamingo night, I think I'm going to try to get another flamingo night at some other pool party or something that we go to, and I'm going to come up with a tacky flamingo contest. I'm actually frightened by that idea. Ooh, I so like it. I can feel these wheels spinning on this one. Write it down so you don't forget this crazy idea. Oh, I won't forget this one. So, in addition to the Flamingo Pool Party, what else are you looking forward to? Um, It's been a while since we've been on a cruise. We've done a vanilla one, but since we had kids and taking two job transfers since we did our last one, the time really hasn't been there. I actually am going into this pretty chill. Well, the last several I've been on was with kids. And then you joined me on the last one, which our kids were finally old enough. You've done a kids cruise with it before me? Yep. That was my family's vacations. It was easy to take a cruise instead of loading us up and going through the States. I'm actually not looking forward to the dinners, which is what the highlight of most people's is. And the only reason is, is because we dress up a lot. And I'm just kind of like, Eh, I'm kind of over that dinner. <laughs> the food's good. I'm down for the food, but I'm just not up for the dressing up on that. Well, that and we're trying to keep it to five suitcases instead of six. So we have to limit something somewhere. I'm thinking I might wear the same dress every evening to dinner. I'm just anxious and hoping that it, we're going somewhere warm. I know the stops are... Bahamas and Haiti. I had to double check, but yeah, that sounds right. And I don't even really care what we... I don't think we'll plan any excursions. I think no. we'll probably just hang out the little port villages. Maybe the beaches. But I think in when we go to Nassau, the only thing I, one thing I love to do when we go there is the little straw market. I love going like shopping for little knickknacks and I love that place. I've been there several times. <laughs> Which place has Atlantis? I know that's one of the stops. That's Bahamas. Bahamas? I'd like to go check it out. We'll see if we have time because my shopping's going to come first. Do you have any money to spend? I do. Damn it. <laughs> so it might take a while. <laughs> I still have my money from the casino. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. They don't have casinos at these places, do they? On the ship, there is a casino. When you can't find me, I'll be uh, at the casino. And you won't be like sucking dick or anything. It won't be anything productive. You'll be at the (laughs) fucking casino. Good job, babe. (laughs) You can play casinos anywhere. Where else you can get to suck dick at sea? Eh, I maybe have done it a time or two. With kids (laughs) around? (laughs) I was trying to think back. No, I did it when I was in high school a couple times. No, that one I was single, I went on. So no, didn't do it with the kids around. And then when we went on ours, I was sick the whole time. (laughs) 
anyway, so we're excited for the sh- Temptation Cruise coming up. So next episode, I'm sure you're going to have to endure our whole Temptation Cruise trip. Oh, God, yes. It's going to be fun. Well, for all of our listeners, I've got some news. Lee was cheating on me. You've just gone silent. You're like, what the fuck? Lee's cheated on me and been on another podcast without me. I see how it is. My shoulders get sore from carrying the weight of this one. <laughs> You're like dragging a dead mule around. That's okay. I'll take it. Because in person, I'm the one that carries us. So we're even. We you, balance each other out. You shouldn't believe everything you hear. People are just being polite to you. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I know I bounce off the walls and I'm crazy in person. Yeah, there's some stories <laughs> coming up where I had to tell some friends, make sure she behaves. I don't have enough bail money this weekend. <laughs> But no, you're right. If you haven't heard, I was on one of the most recent episodes of the Front Porch Swingers, and I hate to keep name dropping them, but they are great friends of ours. And Brian hit me up and said, hey, do you want to do just a guy's episode? So I was kind of like, ooh, you and I don't have any similarities about what we do in the lifestyle. So I was, I was a little intimidated by it. But again, Brian is super easy to work with, very professional. I've said before, he brings out the best in people, but uh, we had a great episode have you even listened to the damn thing yet? I did listen to it on my way back from Oklahoma the other day. Did you hear all the good things I said about you? Yes. I couldn't quite figure out why you were being nice. I don't know what you were buttering me up for. I do talk good about you, contrary to what you think. I know sometimes you talk good about me, but I don't know why. I feel like there's something you're hiding and you're so you're being nice so I don't notice. Well, even as we're kind of here, sitting here joking about it, they actually titled the episode, We're Different Lifestylers and That's Okay. So that was kind of the direction we went with it. Again, they're more hot wife and bisexual and all that. And we're pretty straight and bland for the most part. Sometimes I feel like we are. We're really not. But I feel like we are. We should should rename ourselves the bland swingers. No, it's when we have to put the label on us, then we're bland sounding. It seems odd that if you're just in this and you're straight full swap, that that's kind of a there's no big gimmick. And I hate to use that word. And it's probably not the correct fitting, but there's no real cliche that you fit into here. It's like we're boring, but in reality, we're not boring. I mean, we have a lot of stuff going on, a lot of different dynamics and different things we do with different people and always in a fun adventure. Let me say this from your episode you did with Brian. One of the things I did get, which I thought was interesting, is that so many people say, oh, the four-way connection's hard. We don't swap as a couple, blah, blah, blah. But yet, when you started talking to Brian, guess what some of his story was? Was about swapping with another couple. I think people sometimes, like I said, put a label on it, and they don't realize sometimes what the four-way connection really is. And when it happens, it is really powerful. It's funny you brought that up. In one of their recent Patreon episodes, they brought up the fact that, are you attracted to these people, or are you in the moment? And wanting to play. That's also kind of a situation to think about sometimes when you go into these events. Well, and one thing I want to say, and I know that we've talked about this before, but I've just been, we've had a lot of feedback lately about the four-way connection. And one thing I want to say is that just because like you and I play together as a couple doesn't mean who we play with is necessary a couple because other people might, maybe they play separate, but maybe we're playing with a wife and then a husband of another couple. Like, that's still a four-way swap. You're saying we could play with two separate singles in the same room or a yeah, two just, hus- husband and 
girlfriend or something like that. Yes. And then there we go. We have a four-way connection and you and I are still playing as a couple, but yet who we play with might not necessarily be a couple. And that's one thing where I think people forget uh, that a four-way connection doesn't have to be, this is a couple, this is a couple. You know what I mean? Like there's different dynamics that you can do and people need to remember that. But that's something you have to work harder to put together to get us plus half of this one and half of that one to make a four-way. There is some work involved in that one. And those people would have to be eligible to play separate or have hall passes or be single. Well, you and if you're up front, you just have to be up front with them and talk about it. That's where your negotiation and communication really has got to be on point. Just food for thought, because a lot of you say the four-way connection is hard to find. Just a thought. Well, let's talk about some upcoming events we have. Feels like our calendar's filling up quick. For me to be sitting at home and not going anywhere, which is usually part of our travel plans, yeah, we're getting invites and things are opening back up. Kind of limited on what we say about this event, but on our next podcast, in addition to our huge cruise details, we should have more information about Podbash. Kind of limited on what we could share this month, but just know there's some stuff coming through the pipeline. There is going to be another Podbash. Shh, that's a secret. Well, we can say that. The details haven't been ironed out yet, so we're not going to give away too much, but I'm sure you'll hear it on the other podcasts before. Yeah, before uh, ours. Before a month from now, but yeah. If you don't listen to anybody else and just happen to catch us, our next episode will have more details about it. So what else are you looking forward to this summer? Actually, some of our float trips. We have some float trips that several planned out with people. Cabin stays with some lifestyle groups. We've got pool parties, a bunch already lined out, and then Naughty in New Orleans. It's funny what we were talking about end of last year, saying, hey, this we want to put this on the schedule, we want to put this on the schedule, we want to put this on the schedule. And then it was of January 1st, when things started rolling in, we started getting invited and people were coming from here and there. It totally changed the scope of where we were going. So we were almost considering skipping Naughty New Orleans another year, but looks like there's a chance that one might be back on our schedule again. We haven't been in the last two, but looks like we might be going back to it. Yeah, we always had a really good time and loved it, but pre-COVID, it was it was a blast. Like, that was one of our highlights we went to. My only concern there is the last time I was in New Orleans, the city's still in shambles. Yeah. It still had a rough go, so, but I know Bob and them do a superb job with putting things together, even in a down year, so we may end up back in New Orleans. Plus, it's still my territory, so I can schedule work there, what, Monday through Wednesday, and then we... Do the convention the rest of the week. That's what we usually do. Yeah. I'm going to New Orleans to work for three days. And like you said, the pool party coming up. I think we've got one and possibly two. I think we're going to introduce another one back into our rotation this year to yep. check it out again. But We're going to give another one a second chance and see how it goes. We'll definitely tell you about that one. But I'm looking forward to the big one. I'm already trying to get the summer body ready. <laughs> I feel so far off. I've been eating carbs this winter and it's been glorious. I know you're making me gain weight because I'm like, you're one to eat every two hours. So I'm eating every two hours. My body can't handle that like yours. Well, I know this isn't a vanilla podcast, but let's talk about some vanilla things we've done. We've kind of been on a little bit of a hold pattern again, due to my work travel. We haven't been going to too many things, but the other thing is we've been trying to get ready as well as save some money and limit our exposure to people for the upcoming cruise. So Let's talk about a recent trip to Tulsa. This is kind of going to be your story because you were up there for the week with our daughter prior to, 
And I showed up and I had stomach flu or some sort of... You had some kind of bug. I had something that knocked me down for six days. And it wasn't COVID. It was something that... I think it was something you ate because it wasn't... You blame the local taco joint, but I don't... Yes, Taco Casa. Taco Casa is known to cure diseases, not the opposite. Their hot sauce. It's because it goes through you. There is no. Their hot sauce can cure cancer. (laughs) It's because it makes it just go right through you. And that's what you're having an issue with. Yeah, I felt good about my lifting and my training coming up for this trip. I went from 226 to 219 in six days time. It was a rough six days. Well, fill me in on what all I missed during my first my nap and then when I called it an early night because it just wasn't my night that evening. Even the vanillas know you nap. But anyway, so we went out to your boss's birthday party. It was a no bra themed party. So I had on a white t-shirt that had a winky face on it and I had people commenting about my wink all night. And then I had some guy tell me that my pants wore me well. Thought that line was interesting. Then I had another guy tried to swipe my vagina with his credit card. I just kept walking and was like, oh my God, what is happening? But the birthday boy kept getting yanked every which way from all these girls, all his exes, ex-wife, ex-girlfriends, ex-roommates that are females that I'm not sure what happened with them, but she wanted his attention quite a bit. Basically, I had to babysit him. Make sure he got where he wanted and who he wanted and everything like that for the night. But one thing I did do, I went and bought a bunch of panties from the dollar store. And everyone wrote stuff on there like, come here with an X mark. I wish I could think of some. Some were really clever. They were really funny. And we put them all in his room. We put them in the freezer, hanging out of the little mini fridge, hanging up from the sprinkler all over. So when he woke up the next morning, he was like, what the fuck happened? Which he did say that because he was out by 11 o'clock. That was it pretty much. I mean, we had a good time. It was pretty fun. Uh, After he went to bed, I sat at the bar, me and one of his friends will call CJ. And we kind of had to watch his door to make sure no exes were trying to creep in his room. And it, it's crazy. My boss had more women fighting over him. I told you, I'm like, I want a bunch of bitches to be fighting over me at some point. Oh, shit. Literally pulling his clothes. Like, I haven't seen that in a long time. It was crazy. Would you be freaked out if I invited my ex-wives and ex-girlfriends and all that to a party? Ex-wife? No, because her and I get along. <laughs> Your ex-girlfriends, that might not be a good situation. No, there would be a fight. Yes. That's when the crazy Kimmy would definitely come out. So anyways, his friend CJ actually got to talking to me about her. She was tipsy enough to talk to me about her past and to come to find out she was in a poly relationship. She is into the kink scene and to the flogging and stuff. So then, of course, I'm all like, oh, my gosh, you should see my ass from when I went to Secrets. And so we got to talking about it. And by the way, she's coming to Dallas to come hang out with us at Infliction Hall. You didn't know that. Surprise. I can't leave you alone with vanillas without you getting me in trouble or questionable situations. Right? It's always fun. What could I say? So that's kind of how that night went. (laughs) One thing that just popped in my mind the next morning when we went to breakfast, it was me, you, my boss, a couple girls from the bar, young ladies, women, whatever. I don't want to degrade anybody. But one thing that caught me off guard is these women were talking about pretty much what a lot of the lifestyle women complain about is random dick pics and guys 
going on about their dicks. And even the vanilla women had the same opinions as lifestyle. This, if you're going to lead with that, you're probably going to be a disappointment anyway. Yeah, they what were they saying? Overpromise or no? That, that's that's my line. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, Underpromise and overdeliver. That's <laughs> my line. They were they were laughing. They were like, "Yep, that's true." They're like, "We want we don't want to know dick size. And we don't want to know money. We just want to have sex." They should probably be lifestyle. Don't go inviting people. You cause <laughs> enough problems. I, I give you the benefit of the doubt and a long enough chain that you can go play without me in a vanilla situation. But don't be testing it. And don't you, be testing that chain. You know what's sad is that I only had two drinks. And I was drinking water the rest of the night. Two drinks, two shots, that's it. And I closed the bar down. Go girl. Yeah. So I guess since this is a lifestyle podcast, let's talk about some lifestyle travel that we've done. Now, there hasn't been much, but we made a trip down to Houston recently for a couple reasons. One, there was an eye candy party in town. But the other thing is we are somewhat entertaining a possible transfer to Houston. There is no possibility. Yeah, they're split my territory. I've done such a fantastic job there. think they need two of me in these territories now. Your boss talked to me about it. You were, we're moving to Houston. Yeah. You, you got more details about my territory than I do. That's the fucked up part. Well, when he's drunk, he talks to me a lot. Actually, well, he had to have a conversation with me, make sure I'm okay with it. Your bosses, both bosses that you've did you had. Did you tell him Lee's going to leave if you split his territory? Did you tell him that? No. Said he's already taking applications? No. Have I told you that I'm already taking applications if they split my territory? For a new wife? <laughs> well, I don't know why that has anything to do with my territory. You can bitch at me in Houston as much as you can bitch at me here. <laughs> I don't bitch at you. Ma'am, you can go to hell for line. <laughs> Moving on. What did we do in Houston? We went to a dinner. Kind of a pre-party dinner the night before. Yeah, it was fun. And I don't know why the eye candy parties in Houston are so much easier to navigate. It seems like every time we go there, it just it's one of the highlight of the events we go to. But they had a private section and a restaurant scheduled. What we heard was there's, what, 70 people on the way for this early arrival dinner? Yeah, actually, I think I heard John say 100 by the wow. time it was done. There was quite a few. It was fun, though. And we talked to everyone. and Everybody was so easy to approach. And people would walk in and be like, hey, I'm so-and-so, and give you a hug and kiss and move on, which... Did you notice, though, that you could tell who was in our group? Not it was big. And everyone was dressed like appropriate, not because of that. But you could just tell when people walked in. They carry themselves different. Yeah. And then a lot of the regulars were like, who is this group? Like, why is everybody switching off? And they're all friendly. They're all hugging each other. Like, you could tell they all wanted to join our group because we were all having a good time. Yeah. This place had big, long, tall tables, like a sports bar. And you could tell people were just kind of gravitating towards the edges of our tables, waiting for inclusion in them. Yep. Which I guess that's the cool thing about lifestyle people is that's kind of what you want out of a group. Contrary to what everybody says about them being cliquish and blah, 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 blah. People want to be included in, in situations like that. Yep. Probably the Vanillas would have been invited in if they had made an effort to step up and say hello. Yep, I agree. But the other thing about it, it was a classy group. Yeah. If our kids would walked in, I would not have been the least little bit embarrassed for them to see us hanging out and being with these people. Unlike some we've seen, we just, we wouldn't want anybody we actually know to see us in that scenario. Yeah. Everyone was dressed nice and they carried their self appropriate in a public setting. Well, that was another one of those places where you and I would kind of divvy off and go our separate directions and I'd be like, oh, where's my wife? Uh, oh, she's over there at the end of that table. I knew and everyone. So on. I knew everyone within five minutes. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> crazy, crazy. You know, even from my standpoint as a being an introvert, people were so easy to talk to. The other cool thing is that one of the couples that we got 
I say stuck by that came in there at the end was someone we'd kind of met before, but they were really inebriated on her birthday. And until this time, really haven't had a chance to get to know them. They were friends of friends that invited us into their group there at Colette a year ago, I'd say. And we hit it off with them really well. After the dinner, though, because we kind of had to cut it short because, I mean, the bar was closing. Everyone left and we went back to the hotel and they were having room parties. Yeah, you and I went to have a party of our own and did our thing and went to sleep. And the next morning I woke up to a Facebook message and was like, hey, come join us in this room. There's six or eight of us and sent a picture and it was six or eight people that that had been our orgy. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's anybody in there that we would have turned down in the least little bit. No, and and in fact, the group that was there, we actually were working on the next night. Yeah, and I was like, all on all on an individual basis. But I am not complaining about what happened that night, or and you know that was a good scenario and situation that we had. But I was still thinking I could have checked a group orgy off, and one of them has some really nice eyes. Let me put it that way. And you know, I'm a sucker for eyes. You'll have to tell me which one was later. I can't remember. The one that invited us. Oh, they were all attractive. So what's funny, though, <laughs> is I saw him the next night and he said, oh, I invited you. And I said, yeah, thank you. And he said, I expected more of you Texans. I'm like, well, it was midnight. We were already in the middle of something. We weren't and I in said, bed I don't, sleeping. Let me put it yeah, that way. I said, I didn't check my phone until the next morning. And then I was like, fuck, we missed out. I would have been down for that orgy. Now, in addition to the swinger people mostly taking over this hotel, there was a cheerleading group or something there. I think it was a basketball players. Okay. Some younger, I wouldn't even say college age girls. I'm saying teenage high school girls, college. I mean, help me with ages. Again, they were kind of running around. In addition to the room parties that were getting busted, and there were some of them that they were swearing they were being super quiet, and security kept coming up more than anything to check out what they were doing. But where I was going with this, in the middle of the night, the fire alarm w- went off. So we woke up and were like, oh, fuck. And it kind of stuck our head out the door, and we didn't even see anybody moving around. So we hung out for a minute, didn't worry about it, went back to bed. And the next morning, you and I were both like, well, I wonder if this was the high school girls messing around or the swinger people messing around, but somebody set that alarm off. I think it was a mom that was pissed. A Karen? You know who Karen yeah, is, right? Yeah, I know, I know where you're going with that. <laughs> I think it was a mom that was pissed that we our group was loud and playing music and probably making noises all night. Well, I've had a lot of dealings with fire alarms lately. Prior to my travel being shut down, I was in Shreveport and woke up to a fire alarm at about three in the morning. And I was on the sixth floor of a hotel and kind of waited it out, didn't hear a damn thing and went back to bed. That was one night. The next night at exactly 5.38 a.m., I heard a gunshot and then four more. And I kind of peeked out the window and didn't see anything. And I was like, well, there's a field back behind there. Maybe somebody was shooting. So when I go down to my car the next morning, there's a military guy in his fatigues taking pictures of a truck with a bunch of bullet holes in the window. And he said, yeah, he said, I don't know what happened. I came out and there were some shots fired through it. But uh, as I was circling around, he was covering up a military rifle out of the back of his car. So I assumed somebody was checking windows, doing some thuggery and thought they would break into it and then couldn't shoot the window out. But I told him, I was like, yeah, I heard the shots. And I said, I just assumed. You know, so, you know, everybody else on the backside of this hotel did as well. So I gave him what I knew, but I told him I couldn't see crap from my my floor up there. But, yeah, there's nothing like being woken up to fire alarms and gunshots. It's not the first time we've done No, that. no. We, we have a lot of gunshot and fire alarm stories. We're got to, we've never shared your fire alarm story, have we? Yeah, we have. Okay. All right. We'll share it again sometime. It's a great one. Well, so the next day, we all kind of were a little bit hungover, but we rallied and we all went over to John Jackie's 
John and Jackie who? Melfi. Of? I'm getting there. Well, if you can name drop, do it right. Well, <laughs> I was trying to. John, we all went over to John and Jackie's, which are the owners of Colette, and they also run the website Open Love 101. I'm proud of you. You looked that up, didn't you? No, okay. I, right. I listen to it sometimes. Okay. okay. Because, and John always does like goofy videos. Like, he'll be running down the street in his fancy ass neighborhood and he'll be in like a tiger outfit. <laughs> I like that kind of funny stuff. So I remember that stuff, but we went over there. There was at least a hundred people. Yeah. They rolled out the red carpet for the pre-party for the group. It was impressive. I can't say I've ever been to a house party where they had valet parking. No, not like this. This was a nice. And they had a full staff service. And right, rightfully and so. It's, it's a very nice, very beautiful house. Very nice yes. neighborhood. North yes. Houston. Yeah. Catered hors d'oeuvres, open bar. Now, I'm going to say, we've spent so much money at Colette over the year, I really didn't feel bad about eating all the bacon-wrapped shrimp. I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> You've got your money from me. Oh, I was over there trying all the different cheeses out. <laughs> fuck socializing. <laughs> We're here to eat. <laughs> no, I was socializing with some guy that was a chef. No, he was the sexologist that was an ex-chef. And we were discussing the cranberry cheese. That was, it was actually surprisingly good. And like all the different cheeses that was on the board there. Oh, his wife was the sexologist and the yeah. nude yoga lady, right? Yes. Okay. The ones we got to watch fuck the next night. Yes. But now talking about that, I'm, I'm spacing off thinking about that really good cheese that I ate. I got some good old American in the icebox <laughs> if I need to appease your appetite for the moment. No, I have some high-end cheese in there. Not that blueberry shit, though. That was nasty. But anyways, what else was going on there? There was, I don't want to say entertainment, but there was something to watch while we were there. Oh, yeah. They were taping some models with tape swimsuits. One that was one of the themes of the party, but they were also doing some photo shoots there on John and Jackie's property and around their house. And they were doing this taping in the living room. And what was... What is interesting is John and Jackie live, I don't know if they live on the golf course, but butt up next to it. So I'm observant, and I don't know if you caught it, but there was a golf cart with two teenage boys that kept circling the back, and they like they had blue hoodies on, and then the next time they didn't have their hoodies on, and they kept kind of like driving in circles and like everyone would stop, they would hit their ball and they'd be watching in there because you can see in this living room and these girls are like bent over, spreading their ass cheeks so that he can put tape there. And they were just like, what the hell's going on in this house? <laughs> so let's back up for a minute. There's a hot, naked, buff chick on a pedestal or some kids fucking around outside. Tell me what you think I'd seen. I don't know. Well, I sure as fuck wasn't paying attention to the kids. <laughs> I watched the girl get, the first girl get taped, but then by the third girl, I was watching everything else. Good on me. I was still there watching the third one. <laughs> You're like, how's it cut that tape? I need to go inspect this. Do I have to pay for this shit? <laughs> it was a hell of a little pre-party. And again, thanks to John and Jackie for rolling out the red carpet for the group. One thing I found interesting is I think we met more Dallas people. They're at their house, and we've met in Dallas in the last two years. Hell, it yeah. seemed like everybody we talked to was from Frisco or McKinney or Plano or North Dallas. Yeah, we did meet a bunch. It was it was actually kind of interesting because 
I figured there would be a lot of the Florida people that had came in, but we actually met a lot of the Dallas people. I don't care where you live here in the metro. You never meet everybody. I don't care how long you've been doing it. And if you attend something every night, you're still not going to meet everybody that's in your area. Houston seems like it's the same way. So let's talk about that crazy-ass party that night. What were your thoughts? Was that amazing or what? Oh, my gosh. Let me put it this way. It was so crazy, the fire alarms kept going off because it was so hot in there. I forget that's a recurring theme of this episode, isn't it? I've, I've dealt with more fire alarms, and I'm going to sleep through one that's going to be real one of these days. I have life insurance on you. Well, what? The DJ had a little smoke machine, didn't he? Was yeah. that what was kicking it off? But Yeah. You asked me what's different about that party than the rest of them, which you, you brought that up because I have a tendency to move around. But for me, it's, you know, sometimes I think when I stand still, I kind of get locked up as an introvert. But this place, you know, let's just say I was constantly wanting to bounce around. And, you know, I think we had some that we had our eye on that we were trying to put ourselves in front of strategically for their attention. Well, and I would say we probably had eight couples. We were at least eight that we were. We had we had to go to the back and uh, you were changing out some shoes. And I said, OK, we've got some targets. So uh, who, who are you interested in? And we ran through two handfuls worth of people that we would be interested in playing with. One of them, though, it was interesting because when we first got there, they were kind of like, hey, we play literally like when we first get here because we're going to party the rest of the night. And so we were like, oh, we just walked in the door. We're not ready to play right now. Like it was one of those like, can I get a drink in first kind of deal. But then... Some of the other couples, we kept kind of like going to the playroom, like, hey, are you all going to come? Well, let's kind of get back to that. But you know, one thing about the party, we brought it up in our clubbing episode, is you don't go there for the music. But if you're a social swinger and playing isn't your ultimate, you know, the 100% goal, the music and the environment make all the difference in the world. And every time we go to the Houston event, the whoever the DJ is, and it has been different DJs, are spot on. And that night, it was just, it was banging. That's one thing about that party there is everybody in the whole freaking room is bouncing and dancing. Yeah, people are dancing in the back. They're sure. dancing in the front. Like, there is yeah. everywhere. Yeah, we you go to Dallas or Austin, and there's 100 people sitting around and 10 people dancing. Literally, everybody is moving in this place. And I think it just adds to the energy. But on the flip side, it makes it hard to develop a hookup. Yeah. It may but, be a target-rich environment, but it's not a productive environment. But that's one reason that we know that we're not going to play at a club because it is so hard. At this event, everyone's wanting to party. They're in party mode. They're wanting to dance. They're wanting, you know, and then if you're going to hook up, it's going to be at maybe five in the morning by the time yeah. you leave the club. Not me. Yeah. You know, and so we're kind of like, we'll meet up with y'all at a different time. Or we leave, you know, if we know we're going to hook up with someone, we'll leave the club early and then go hook up. Well, going back to the one couple that you mentioned that was probably our main target, main fishing, whatever you want to say, is we kept saying, hey, we're going back to the playrooms. And then we they wouldn't come back. And then we would go back there in a little while without mentioning it, and they would be coming out. And we'd kind of joke, oh, we were kind of hoping to catch a glimpse of y'all. And that went on back and forth a little bit. And after everything was said and done, we missed a hookup with them. But the next day they messaged and they're like, hey, we were interested. We're like, oh, we are too. Just a communication deal. And we weren't specific about it uh, to our fault. And we kind of got in the mood where we're like, hey, let's let's play if we can. But we weren't in full-on hunt mood that night. But again, we're, we were being social swingers. And also with us doing a relocation, we were talking to a bunch of people that helped us out saying, hey, if we move to Houston, where do we want to live? 
And so many people stepped up and said, oh, look at this neighborhood, look at this area, look here, look at there. Well, and one thing that I found very interesting was that even though everyone was partying and dancing, we would start to talk to a couple and then they would grab their whole group, come over, talk to us, introduce us to everyone. Hey, when you get here, we'll hang out. We'll all go do this. This is such and such. If you need anything, you know, this person's a real estate yeah. agent, you know, and that was so refreshing because I can tell you right now, we did not get that in DFW. And so that's one thing that I'm, I am looking forward to having a, a close net family again. We had it in Oklahoma. We had it in Arkansas. And so I'm hoping we'll have it in Houston. Well, it felt good the next morning we got up as we were leaving town and I had six text messages from people that we exchange numbers with. And we don't typically exchange numbers. You know, it seems like everybody wants to be Facebook friends and nothing comes out of it, but we actually exchange numbers with people. Every one of them sent us a picture and said, Hey, this was us. Please don't forget about us. Give us a call next time you come back and let's go do drinks and see what you know transpires from there. Holy crap. That's kind of how we play. That's kind of refreshing where somebody makes that effort rather than, hey, let's just be Facebook friends and come chase us at the club. Yeah, I've had a couple of them reach out to me even on Facebook and just been like, hey, you know, we had a good time meeting you and kind of the same thing. You know, how are things going and stuff like that? And I'm like, that's nice that it's not us having to message people first because sometimes that happens a lot around here. So if life does happen to take us to Houston like it looks like it will, I have Pretty good faith things are going to go good for us. Oh, one other quick topic I wanted to touch on while we were at the eye candy party, we got to meet the owners of Habit Magazine. That was actually a really cool magazine. It is. What would you call it? I would almost say like a nude pinup magazine. It's hard what to address it. Yeah. I would just say erotic photography. Yeah, but no, tasteful. Yeah. In my opinion, the photographs blow Playboy away. A little bit harder edge than Playboy. I think that's probably a thing in the past, but the girls they used and the poses and, oh my God, just, you and I like photography as it is. You know, you've been involved in pinup magazines and all that. I wouldn't quite go pinup because it's a little more uh, edgy, but my God, some of the photography they do is amazing. Well, but it's not like straight modeling and it's not like a hustler or anything. Like even the uh, vagina shots are tasteful because like I was looking and I was like, I like, I I like a tasteful vagina. Well, I was just saying though, like it, the work was very quality. Which they were the ones that were doing the photography there at John and Jackie's. Yeah. And one of the first people we met there at the dinner that night was the lady that owned it. And we got to meet the husband that night at the party. You ended up buying a couple t-shirts and bought me a couple magazines. And I was like, oh, she's buying me nudie magazines. This is good. Which, <laughs> well, a couple of the models were actually there. Yeah. But we were really blown away by the quality of it. Plus the quality of the people that were running the magazine. They were super cool. Now, another neat thing about the magazine is it uses lifestyle women as models. Yeah. You know, and the wife, she was very fit looking and just her body was amazing. But she wasn't like sometimes some of the females that are models like that, they put off this where you're ashamed. Like where you're kind of like, gosh, I'm not fit. I shouldn't talk to her. I'm not, you know. She was not that way. She was very friendly, very loving, and just made you feel good about your body, too. That's cool you say that. She was beautiful, but had a cool-ass personality. Even at uh, the pre-party there, you know, you pointed out one. You said, this chick likes attention. She's thirst-trapping. Oh, but, God, yeah. You know, who else talked about there? Yep. You're just like, I don't, I don't like that kind of girl. Which she was pretty and, you know, banging body, but you could tell there was a lot of ego there. But when we were at the pre-party dinner that night, the owner of the magazine was one of the first people that came up and gave us this big-ass hug. And her hugs was one of those that you're like, she hugs like she's known you forever. 
Well, and the attention that she brought was a good, a warm attention. It wasn't like that other chick. <laughs> Which I'm sure every woman has someone that makes them feel that way, but this girl definitely didn't. So if you get the chance, be sure and check out Habit Magazine online. Check out their social medias as well. So do you want to dig deeper into some lifestyle stuff and talk about some local news? Let's talk about some of the stuff locally for a little bit. Well, how about we talk about a Whoopi Goldberg and uh, some of her Holocaust comments? Nope. We are not touching <laughs> I think that. we will avoid that one like the plague. <laughs> okay, so let's get local and talk about some things that were going on at a local lifestyle club. Some changes that were made. And when I talk about changes, uh, this owner has gone through and made some changes to the dress code, which seems like a simple thing. Before we get that, let's talk about uh, a policy change. He made a policy change on door dates. And I agree with this one. Yep. Basically, he said he will no longer accept door dates. So what would you call a door date if someone's not familiar with it and new to the lifestyle? For me, a door date in the lifestyle is when you basically ask for someone to walk in the door with you. So you get a discount. You get the couple's discount. So you're talking about single guys looking for a single woman. Because single guys pay quite a bit more. Then the couples pay kind of midway, single girls pay less. So if you get a single girl come in with you. Say a single guy was paying 200 and a single girl pays 20 and a couple pays 60 then this guy saved up 140 bucks. Yeah, exactly. And it's to the point where I've seen them on the club's page asking for door dates. We have seen people come in that they don't even know the people's names that they're walking in with. Uh, We've seen them walk in with escorts. We've seen a little bit, I mean, at different clubs, not even just this one club. uh, We've seen it all over. But I'm glad that he was like, hey, you can't do that anymore. Which it always surprised me on this club's page when people would post that up. Because again, this is this person's business. And you're basically saying, hey, I want to fuck this owner out of my extra $160 or whatever the difference is. So will somebody sneak in with me? Well, and that's the thing. There's a reason that single guys pay more, which we've talked about this in depth. Yeah, well, let's let's not open that debate yeah. again. But I mean, like, there's a reason that the pricing, he has the pricing, where the pricing is, there is a reason for some of this stuff. And so when you're basically being shady and trying to go around some of the rules, what kind of person are you to do that? Now, one of the most notable problems from this is, let's just say a random guy, a random single guy that's not on the up and up, pays a unicorn's way in. So he's got in, I'm just, I'm throwing out the random numbers, $160 cheaper. So he then gets a couple's bracelet, which basically gives him full reign of the place where single guys are limited, limited in playrooms, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, on certain nights. So now you have an unvalidated guy in there that looks like he's part of a couple because he has a certain colored wristband on having full run of the place, sometimes causing problems. Again, we're not putting up the can of worms about should single guys be in this, but Let's no, just let's just talk guys, about this scenario. You guys can go back to our deal, and you'll be surprised how we feel about single guys. Yeah, we, th- <laughs> we think there should be a vetting process, but this this is not it, and this isn't the time for this discussion. But with that said, he made it pretty clear. I think we all understand what uh, door dates is, and you know, based on our description, hopefully, so do you. But some people were saying, "Okay, so I have to bring my husband now," and he said, "No, but you have to bring a date that you're staying with." Yeah, and he didn't mean like you've got to stand by them all night. Yeah, you're not attached to the hip. We're not together attached to the hip, but we check in with each other where we leave together. You know, like we are together there. We're not just walking in and then splitting up 
and being like, see y'all, peace, I'm out. I don't know who you are the rest of the night. And that's what he was talking about. Even with what should seem obvious, some people were getting absolutely freaking goofy. Some people say, well, I don't want to be attached at the hip to my date, which is not my husband, for the rest of the night. And he's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. He's like, what I'm basically saying is just a dishonest business transaction to get somebody in cheaper. It caused all sorts of a shitstorm. It was one of those posts on their thread that had 200 messages. Were you just sitting back with popcorn? Reading. You're messaging me saying, I know you're reading this. Don't chime in on anything. <laughs> I'm like, shut up. Do not say hey, anything. All, all that I said was I agreed that I, it, I was surprised that people would openly fuck the club out of money or the business owner out of his business. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry you're charged $200, but it's his club. That's what he deems the pricing to be. So yeah. you're, you know, you're stuck with it. As our one friend said, it's a single mail tax, basically. Well, another thing he touched on was the dress code. Which oh. <laughs> we have been saying for years about this dress code. I'm just going to say, I have had people literally want to fight me because of our stance that their dress code and what they allow in, not being bougie or snotty, but uh, just... I, I will say this. When we go out to dinner, some friends go to this club and we'll be like, okay, I guess we'll go, you know, or we'll go with them or whatever. I can say this. I have wore pajama pants in there. I have wore even house shoes in there and I fit in. I'm just like, eh, whatever. We're not going to pick anyone up. We're just going to hang out. And the bad thing is, is that I was allowed in like that. And I knew I was allowed in like that. But yet, if we were to go to the other club across town, there's no way in hell. Like they even check my shoes. Flip flops are not going to fly at this other one. And I just do it because I'm like, fuck it. Everyone else dresses like this. Well, on the flip side of that, we've been out just kind of running around the city, not even going in anywhere public, and had someone that we knew that was there that invited us. And I've showed up almost being embarrassed by what I was wearing and been overdressed in that place. Yeah. I've just like, in. oh. Yeah. But anyway, this uh, owner put this dress code in place. He basically just said, hey, I'm going to clean this up. Um, you're not going to have your pants sagging. I want this. No flip-flops. Unless there's a shirtless theme or this or that, you're going to follow these rules. And what's funny now is these same people that literally have called us out for being bougie, wanted to fight me for saying it was low rent or whatever, are now patting him on the back, telling him how long overdue this is. I'm like, you fucking sheep. Which side of the pasture are you going to stand on on this decision? Yeah, they were saying horrible things about us when we were talking about it. Now, when he says it, it's all, oh, yes, he's wonderful, and this is such a great idea. And we're kind of like, two months ago, you were just saying how we're horrible for trying to say that there needs to be a dress code. You know, and that's part of the deal is that if we're going to go to a nightclub, vanilla one, not, I mean, even when I went to the vanilla one the other night, I was still <laughs> dressed up going in there and I could have easily went and put my PJs on because our hotel room was literally a few doors down, but I still stayed nice looking. It's how you present yourself. And especially in a lifestyle club, we don't play there, but we are building potentials to play with the people we're meeting. So I'm not going to come in with my pajama pants thinking I'm going to pick you up. Well, the people that have blasted me for saying what we've said about it, we just said, you know, it needs to step up. You know, some of these people come in here looking ratchet and I'm not judging you based on what you can afford to wear. Yeah, you know, we've literally seen people look like they just got done mowing their lawns. A pair of holies cut off sweatpants and a wife be a greasy wife beater. I, I had an argument with someone on that in Arkansas one time because a guy wanted introduced to you and we're just kind of like, uh, oh, they're busy. And a, a wife that was well to do kind of blasted us and said, well, maybe that's all he can afford. I'm like, well, if that's all he can afford, he 
probably shouldn't be spending his family's $80 to get in here and attend this event. Yo, I'm sorry, that's not elitist. I'm just, I'm being realistic in a general scheme of things, but we've seen people dressed like that in there. So I will say this, it's not about wearing the name brands, but what I'm saying is you can have nice clothes that are affordable and wear that out to the club. You don't need to wear holy stained up clothes that maybe you haven't t- even taken a shower in where it looks like you haven't came off your couch for a while. And everyone knows what we're talking about. Just being presentable. You know, yes. you, you bring up a good point. When I was single there for that little stretch and we're running around the bar scene, I had the money to buy, you know, $150 shirt and I'd wear it to the club and wouldn't get a damn compliment on it. I'd buy a $20 shirt at Ross and have girls just, oh, that shirt looks great on you. So it's not about how much you spend. It's how you wear it and how you present yourself. Now, with our opinion on the place, when people that we know have come from out of town and have heard about this club and stopped in there and we catch them out later at the other club and we say, oh, we thought you were going to such and such. And they say, yeah, it was kind of a county fair crowd. So again, it's not just us. We've had a lot of people since our clubbing episode that have literally messaged us and said the same thing. They said, hey, we tried this club and it is spot on with what you said on Hey, it's great, but the people put no effort into trying to present themselves properly. It's sad. Again, we speak our opinion on it. We get and the, and the club violence has threatened. a lot of potential. Like spot on on the layout and what he's done with it. But hey, look what you're bringing into the environment. Yeah, we beat that dead horse. I'm sure we'll have more death threats after this one if anybody hears it. So let's talk about another thread from this website's page. This club's just given us all sorts of uh, material this month. Let's talk about another thread that. Holy shit, I've never seen one that I've been involved in that had so many comments on. And you didn't start it. <laughs> it was Hey, it wasn't me speaking my opinion. You, I just you, sitting back with my popcorn. Uh, you did really good. I kept telling you to be careful. So basically, this guy posted, I'm still confused on his wording, but from what I gather, just the gifs of it was, he was upset that he was approaching couples at the club and they were upset he was expecting sex from them. I think was is the best way to sum it up. Yeah, pretty accurate. He was not liking the way he was being turned down. Yes. And then he came back and said, come on, people, this is a sex club. You're expected to have sex if you're here. Are you expected to have sex, Miss Thing? Um, The last I checked, I have a right to say no. I am not forced, and if I do not want to have sex at a sex club, I am not having sex, especially if I don't want to have sex with this guy. (laughs) Now, a couple things here. I feel like whoever turned him down maybe needs to practice turning people down more positive. Maybe that that was the issue. The second thing is, is sex is not expected. Even in our bedroom, it's not. No. Um, there's still consent between you and I, or should be. I, mean, I can't take you at will, yep. can I? <laughs> no. One of the problems I have is that this club is a, and it says it online, it's a social night club. So what does that mean? Aren't they all social? No, like swingers, lifestyle. It is a secret night club, but it's a social night club. Now, with that said, the other club in town, when you Google it, it does say sex club. Did you know that? No. So those of you that have the 360 live with your children better turn it off when you go to the other nightclub. For me, even though it's a sex club, I don't feel like you have to have sex there. I mean, what if you're just a 
a voyeur. You know, you're going there, you're doing your thing. Doesn't mean that you have to have sex with everyone. You should be able to choose who you have sex with. This whole thread was crazy. It grew legs and ran off into the sunset, taking a bunch of people with it. It well, and, I, and of course, on Facebook, they all yeah. like to do their... Yeah, you get your trolls and you get all sorts of... Twist. They uh, like to twist it. Yeah. I think I jumped in on the guy and said, you know, are you approaching these couples with the same attitude that you are posting here? I, I was one of the first ones he twisted off on, and I'm like, I'm just going by your wording. I don't know you from Adam, so... But, you know, you saying, come on, people, this is expected. Well, are you are you approaching these people like they're expected to have sex with you? Well, and that and that was part of my question was, were the people shocked he asked them for sex? Like, that would be a scenario. In this case, it sounds like there was, normally there's, what, three sides to a story? In this one, it sounds like there could have been ten. You know, were they shocked that he even approached them for sex? Did he approach them negative? Like, hey, we're going to go, I'm going to go fuck your wife? Did he come correct, I think is the best way to say it. Yes. You know, so did they turn him down okay was was their turn down like no we wouldn't fucking touch you you know i'm like there is a lot to this scenario that we're not getting but just keep in mind think about how you're presenting yourself how you're responding let's let's back up this place has had an issue with dress code was he in there sagging pants flip-flops crocs cut off t-shirt smelly let's look at the whole chain of events i mean this was prior to the dress code was you know was he one of the perpetrators there yeah, there, there could be a lot of different scenarios that you don't know. He needs to know what consent is. He needs to know that sex is not a given. We've even said this. We've gone into a play date and for some reason we go into the bedroom at the hotel, whatever. We get in the bed and then something flips. There's been a few times where I've said, nope, not happening. We've got to go. You have the right to pull the plug mid-stroke. I mean, yes, that's, it's, and I it's, have. Your, it's your body. and I have flat out told you, all right, time to wrap it up. Let's go. I'm done. I've done that a couple times. We all have choices. You have a choice. I have a choice. And so that, this whole, it just, I don't know, bothers me. Okay. So is sex expected at LS clubs? No. Okay. Now let me twist it a little bit. What about sex parties? It's a little bit touchier. I would say yes, if you know it's a sex party. You're going to a sex party to have sex, but you still have the right to say no, but then you excuse yourself and leave the party. That's how I feel. You could probably double back to that house party we got invited to in Oklahoma City. That was a sex party. Yes. And we left. We were like, nope, we're done. They probably brought us in, think we'd be fine with it. Just didn't give us enough heads up. But they didn't also say, you're here, you got to fuck. We made our own decision of, hey, a bit much for us. We don't know you people. We're going to excuse ourselves fuck away. Um, have fun. We'll see you next time. Well, we've been invited to orgies and we've been like, nope, we're not doing it. It's not our scene. So we don't go. But yeah, if we would have went, it would have been expected for us to have sex if we came into a naked sex party. I think as, as well as everything's laid out and everybody, here's the big word, is consensual. Yep. Then you it, have the right to say no. You have the right, but don't, don't feel like you have to force yourself to do something you don't want to. It's okay if you want to be a voyeur, but let that be known up front. Hey, I'm just going to watch over here. I mean, you need to communicate. It's all about the communication at this point. Okay. So we've established that at a lifestyle club, sex isn't expected. Correct. If you go to a lifestyle club, should you be shocked if you're propositioned for sex? Oh God, no. Okay. So there, there's another example that and maybe that's where this guy was going with this is people were flipping out on him because he said hey do y'all want to go have sex do y'all want to play well no thank you 
It could have been as simple as that. It could have been rude. It could have been as simple as that. We don't know all the details, especially not with the way this guy worded it. But I, I would say we can't go to a lifestyle club and get offended if somebody propositions to us. In fact, you should feel good if someone does come up to you because then they, you know, it's like, ooh. They want to have sex with me. They find me appealing. So you should actually feel good if people want to come up to you. If you think about it, I mean, honestly. That's what we always try to say is if somebody propositions you, take that as a compliment and react accordingly. You know, somebody's putting themselves out there. So it's like when I go to the grocery store and they ID me when I get liquor, I'm like, hell yeah, I look 21. Are you wearing your cheerleading (laughs) skirt? What's the deal? (laughs) I'm like, when I was 21, I was pregnant. So fuck yeah. And this is why you're giving blowjobs around kids on a cruise at <laughs> for me. You're so stupid. You know, it's like the fifth time you've called me stupid on an episode. I I'm, I'm going to need that number for the abused husbands. <laughs> Isn't that the commercial that Sarah McLaughlin does? Oh, wait, that's the abused dogs. That's a different one. Well, stupid is just my word. It hurts my soul. Well, what, el- what other word would you like me to say? Varied up. Call me a dumbass occasionally. <laughs> I'll take it as a term of endearment. How's that? All right. You're my term of endearment. <laughs> Drink your wine and shut up. <laughs> what was that movie, Terms of Endearment, years ago? We were getting so far off track. What was that? There Did you watch one. it? What was it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I all, all I can think about is the one with, um, oh, what's his name? And he kills his wife in the penthouse. Um, oh, fatal Attraction, isn't it? You've lost me. I'm thinking of murder. I've been watching the ID channel a little too much this week. <laughs> All right, let's get back on topic. Okay, we've covered what we think should be and should not be expected. You should be expected to be propositioned. Don't have a freaking flip out. If you do, you're probably in the wrong lifestyle. But by the same token, you are not expected to do shit. Now, one thing that kind of caught me off guard were the opposing views in this, which are always going to get your trolls and whatnot. But what was funny is you had some of the, shit, I'm going to say your OG swingers. And I'm saying swingers, not necessarily lifestyle people. And I know one of the people popped up and said, hey, you new crowd, which I say we probably fall in the mentality of the new crowd. We're not there just to party. We are there to hook up, but we're not walking in trying to stick our dick in the first thing that crosses our path. Some of the OGs were saying, man, I remember at this club back 15 years ago, you would go on a typical Friday night. There would be 12 girls deep, you know, taking it on the bar and everybody's just going on a train on them. And also some of the younger generations like, hey, you know, I'm hoping you've got enough uh, penicillin to cover everything you caught back in those days. But That's not what we're there for. We got a different view of what the lifestyle means to us. And there was a OGs versus new G's kind of uh, debate. But with that scenario, whoever was on the bar, females, they had the right. That was their choice to get up there on the bar and do that. Like, I wouldn't be on the bar. I'd be like, nope, I ain't doing it. But yet, you know, one of our good friends, she'd be the first on the bar. You always have the right to say it's not expected. Goes back to that big consent word. But it's crazy how, you know, the different generations, you know, they're they're like, it's become watered down. Maybe that is true. I mean, we occasionally say that is we get tired of the Facebook swingers. That's yeah. that's a complaint of ours. To some token, we still kind of float in that middle middle ground. Well, with that, even you and I are a little bit different. I mean, we're both social swingers, but you fish a little more than I do. Where I'm kind of like, I want to party, I want to dance, I want to have fun, I get to feeling good. And then I'm like, hey. Are we going to go back to the hotel? Let's go call this couple. Let's go have fun. Where you have to, you are fishing, you are pinpointing out someone and that's... I'm more proactive. Yeah. Where I'm more go with the flow with it. But by the same token, you know, go back to Houston. We kind of went off the side and said, okay, here you're interested in. And I rattled off a couple and you rattled off a couple. And, you know, some of ours matched and some of them were like, oh yeah, I didn't think of them. And 
you know, we would kind of debate why we thought this one was going to fit in that night. Yeah. It's one of those things that we have to do. But with that said, I, you know, I want to be able to dance and have fun of that night, which I did. And I was like, hey, they're here to party. I've already kind of had a short little brief talk with them. So I knew that there wasn't going to be anything going on that night. But there's been other times where, I mean, we, we say we don't play at the club, but sometimes we do. And I think that night we were kind of wanting to, but once we realized that it was more of a party atmosphere, you know, we were, we were down, but it seemed like the people we were targeting, I think the, there was the group that we were targeting that probably wouldn't have started till three or four in the morning. And I'm so past that point in my life. Yeah. If we're not doing it by one or two, preferably midnight, my want to really goes downhill. But now one thing we have talked and we've said it several times, the Facebook swingers, let's kind of talk about that. I mean, just let's take a minute and talk about the differences because we say all the time we're social swingers. Well, what do you get at? This is more the uh, social swingers versus the sexual swingers. Yeah. And we shouldn't necessarily say swingers. No, I would have to say lifestyle. And I almost think that, I don't know, the definitions, because you know how I am with labels, I would almost say the sexual swingers are swingers, where social swingers are more lifestyle, because you're living it. That's probably a good example. Yeah, I could buy into that. And then you have... And that's probably why a lot of the newbies don't necessarily like the term the swingers. You and know, they don't and they, they aim, it, yeah. they aim for the consensual non-monogamy, ethical non-monogamy, which, you know, you and I have a problem with those terms at times, but... yeah. Well, and I would even say the Facebook swingers, I think are just, and I hate to say this, but open-minded people. Which is a good thing. Yeah. Because there's there'll be a lot less problem if you're open-minded versus kind of the vanilla scenario we mentioned yeah. with my boss. Holy shit. Yeah. But I think that, you know, like with them, I don't know that they actually fall into the lifestyle because they're not living it. They, you know, it's just like, hey, we're going to come out and we're going to party at this place where we can kiss on other people every weekend but where we, we don't have vanilla friends. We, everything we go to, everything we do, everything is lifestyle. Wick, we live the lifestyle. Well, I felt like even at Houston, we heard someone propositioned and the wife kind of came back and said, we don't really play. We just come to this and we like to watch and this and that. And I feel like we've seen this couple there every time we've been in Houston. So there is a place for everybody. Sometimes it's just hard to sort through the mire of exactly what you're looking for. Well, and I think that you need to figure out what you are because you can't say you're a swinger, a sexual swinger, and you're not hooking up with people and you're not. I mean, and that's one thing that to, for me, I hate labels, but I think you need to figure out what, where you do kind of fit a little bit. You know, if you're just there, just, hey, we're just here to party. We want to run with this group. We're open to the lifestyle. We're open to swingers. We just want to be friends with everyone. That's fine. If something happens, it happens once a year kind of deal. Or if you're a swinger, sexual swinger, and we are strictly here to fuck. We are DTF. Every time we see you, you know, you're going to have your people that you fall in in your group. All right. I know I'm getting a little long-winded, but one of the greatest things that I saw on this post was someone called this club Cheers for Swingers. Do you remember the Cheers show? With Norm and Woody and all those? Like, that was the best thing I've ever read. Like, I laughed so hard. I was like, oh my gosh. So that goes back to being a social club. Yeah. Not a sex club, a social club. And there was was that distinction that everybody was trying to make. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but I, I do enjoy the social nightclubs for swingers. Because, I mean, it is a safe place that you can go. 
You don't have the vanillas mixed in with a lot of their nonsense drama that they have. And we have been to sex clubs. We've been to sex parties. The fact that someone called it Cheers, it was amazing. That was great. So anyways, hopefully you guys, wheels are turning on what you guys think. Let us know what you guys think on, you know, should sex be expected when you go to a club? Let us know what you think about that. And please keep reaching out to us on social medias. I've had a great time in the last, I'd say, week and a half, two weeks since my appearance with Brian of some of the people we met. I can say we don't normally use our show as a fishing tool, but we met some cool people that really seems like have found us through front porch swingers that don't necessarily play the same way they, they do and kind of fit our mold. So reach out to us. And I am going to throw this out there. If you would like any of our merchandise, please go to fullswapshop.com. Grab some swinging flamingo gear, shirts, sweaters, hoodies. We don't do it a lot, but we do need to put it out there every once in a while. I see that face. I almost forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Buy some of our shirts and hopefully we'll see you on our cruise and we'll get to Flamingo. So everyone, let's go Flamingo. See you next month. Thank you for listening to the Swinging Flamingo podcast. You can find us on our website at www.swingingflamingos.com. You can also check out our community page on altplayground.net. And we are on all major podcast platforms, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you'd like Miss Flamingo's personal number, you can reach her at 944 Nope, 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 nope. I got a new one, but don't give it out. All right, maybe next time. Maybe next time. You just bite the microphone. <laughs> My chin hit it. <laughs> Get that big old schnoz out of the way. My chin needed to talk.